my, my job is to somehow make them curious enough or persuade them by hook or crook to get more aware of themselves and where they came from and what they are into and what is already there and just to bring it out. This is what compels me to compel them. And I will do it by whatever means necessary. Welcome to the Black Girls Heal podcast, where we talk about healing our intimacy disorders, unresolved trauma, and building a healthy relationship with first ourselves and then others. Every episode, we will talk about advice you can apply today to break unhealthy patterns and grow in your self-worth. I'm Sheena Lachey, love addiction coach and trauma specialist. Let's begin. Hello, ladies, and welcome to the latest episode of Black Girls Heal. I hope that this is finding you well and thriving and shining wherever you are. So (laughs) if you are listening to this podcast live, it is not coming out on our normal normal day. It's actually coming out four or five days later. So on a Sunday, I usually put podcasts out Tuesday-ish, so Tuesday, Wednesday, and it didn't come out. For those of you who are just joining me, this is your first time. I am breaking down our framework, which is the Healed and Love Woman framework for the first time for everyone to hear about and learn about. And what this framework is, is helping women who struggle with symptoms of love addiction, love avoidance, and intimacy disorders, and the trauma that is underneath them heal to become healed and love women. So last week's episode, or last episode, I talked about one of the three components. And I got lots of DMs who were like, hey, it's Tuesday, it's Wednesday, just want to check, like very friendly, <laughs> like just want to check what's going on. So the episode is coming out today on a Sunday. And what I'm going to do to compensate for the episode not coming out last week at our normal time is there are going to be two episodes this week. So there's going to be today's episode on Sunday and the next episode I'll probably put out on Thursday-ish so that Tuesday, you know, we can kind of resume where we were um, and it won't feel like there's too much and I'm overwhelmed and I don't have time to listen to everything and get caught up. Um, because I know sometimes if you're like me, it's kind of like when there's too much stuff to catch up on, I kind of just start at the end and I want folks to be able to get the full components. So there's that. Um, shout out to those of y'all who have been so excited. Um, I'm so excited that you are enjoying it too. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. So there's that. And also shout out to the ladies who, upon learning about the first module, went straight into action and were like, I need this in my life. I'm ready for change. I need to know how to actually apply this and not hear it and like snap my fingers and say, yes, that's me. That's what I'm doing. That's what I want. And I need to know how to go deeper and apply this. And um, the ladies who signed up for our Healed and Loved Woman conference and retreat for this fall, girls, yay. (laughs) I can't wait to see you, to be able to love on you, to be able to give you the attention and care that you need face to face for it to be an extended period of time of sisterhood, healing, and, and growth. And so um, shout out to y'all. 
and um, there are still some spots available um, for those of y'all again who are just joining our retreat is going to be this October it previously was going to be Valentine's Day weekend because that is our podcast anniversary um, and it is one of my favorite holidays and I love even though it is a manufactured holiday that is about love because I feel like that is definitely something that should be celebrated and that we can reclaim for our own. Um, but it had to be pushed back because of COVID and all the things that um, are going on. So now with the vaccine out, now with a new administration coming into power, now with all the precautions that we're already doing for COVID to make sure that it was going to be safe, as safe as possible with um, tests before, space seating, sanitizer everywhere. You get a sanitizer, you get a sanitizer, mask, all the whole thing that by October, I'm just really excited about being able to be together. So it is only in person here in Houston, Texas, October 15th through 17th. And tickets are limited. It's not one of those things where like people say there's only a few seats and like, their seats. <laughs> They're just saying that to get you to spend your money. No, for real, this is going to be an intimate experience for um, women so that I have enough space and capacity to actually get to the nitty gritty f- with y'all and help this be more than just a motivational weekend, but one of true healing and change. So you can learn more about that by going to blackgirlsheal.org slash conference. And last thing before we get into our model, 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 I keep, I keep wanting to say module because I just got through sending out an email to the ladies who I'm already working with in our coaching program. And there was a new module of our coursework that I sent out to them. So it's just getting conflated in my head, but I wanted to talk about clubhouse <laughs> and this is not a pitch for you to follow me on clubhouse, even though you can for sure, but my experience on clubhouse. So unless you've been living under a rock, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm assuming that you are in touch with a lot of technology and apps and things that are going out on in the world, um, which means you probably heard about Clubhouse, even if you are not on Clubhouse. And Clubhouse is one of the newest social media apps um, that is audio based and people can start rooms about different topics. And a lot of people come and show their expertise. A lot of people come in and just act a fool. <laughs> a lot of people just come in and have giant conversations um, about whatever it is that they want to talk about. And so I've done a couple of rooms and for me right now today in January, January 17th, 2021, I am not as big of a fan of me hosting rooms on Clubhouse, maybe because I haven't figured out exactly how I want to do it, but I know an experience I had yesterday definitely highlights that. So I'm learning a lot about, I love Clubhouse because there really is an abundance of information. People in attempts to get themselves in front of you and share with their expertises and to kind of like prove that they can help you. And also some people just in efforts to like be out of the goodness of their heart are sharing amazing free tips with the public. Like it's like real things that you can apply to your life, which is incredible. And so one of the things that y'all know that I'm learning about is feminine energy. It's just something that I am so engaged with and intrigued by because the way that I'm learning about it now 
is different than how I would have received it before. So I was in a room last night about um, feminine energy and feminine mindset and what that looks like. And I'm definitely going to talk about this more in next week's or in the next podcast episode, because I'm going to be talking about love worthiness and feminine energy is a part of that. But last night I asked a question and I was like, what does feminine energy look like in this scenario? And I couldn't share the scenario I wanted to because the speaker asked the question and she was like, that's really specific. Um, What are you actually asking me is basically what she was saying. And I couldn't say exactly what the scenario was, one, because it involves some, some people I've worked with in the past. Clubhouse is a public forum. So whenever you go on stage, so you can join any clubhouse room and just you joining the room, your people, people who follow you can see your name on the list of what room you're in. So if you're in one of, if you're in a salacious room, if you're in a room about photography, if you're in a room about, you know, getting revenge on your baby daddy, like no matter what it is, people can see what room you're in. And then if you join the stage as a speaker, which is how the people who are moderating the room give you permission to speak, because if you join a room, you can't just go in there and just start talking. They have to give you permission to speak by bringing you on stage. So once people bring you on stage, everyone who follows you, if they have like a notification for you, gets a notification that you're in that room. So I'm on the stage. (laughs) I have this question and I know because I was already seeing names in the room. I know that there are people who are in the audience listening to me ask this question. So I'm like, okay, so any of my clients who might feel like, is this about me, would be privy to me giving more details. And then the other part of that is the other scenarios that I had that I could think of did involve my family. And I'm like, I don't feel comfortable sharing stuff about my family and because it's things that I haven't processed. I mean, y'all know I have shared my story here several times, but the things that have not been processed, the things that might affect people who are living, I'm not going to do that, especially not in an open forum. So here's what I have to say about Clubhouse and sharing on Clubhouse. I am not... I, I think group healing and group sharing is amazing. But when it comes to people being able to get what they need and feeling safe to do that, I am, I don't know. Um, I think when I do lives on Instagram and Facebook is a little bit different because people can still have the anonymity of their screen names. So some people don't have their real names as their screen names. When you save a live or whatever, the questions are gone. (laughs) So people can't really see who asked the question. So, and they can't hear your voice. So it's a little bit safer there, but it is that experience. like really made me like give pause to like, okay, if I wanted to resume doing rooms on clubhouse and doing Q and A's, this is a very, very exposing way of doing it outside of like maybe the closed group Q and A's that I do for the ladies in my course who are all there for the same reason. Like no one has access to the replays, but them. And even then I only keep replays for a couple weeks, you know, to participate in the program. Everybody has to sign the terms and conditions that talks about confidentiality, not only not sharing the curriculum that you're learning with anyone or anybody outside of the program, but also not what you're learning about other people because we're all in this private community together. And it's built on trust and safety versus Clubhouse, where 
you know, your, your boss can be listening in on what you're talking about, your, your ex-best friend from years ago, your neighbor, you know, it's just really exposing. And I'm just talking about just feeling safe to share what you're feeling. I have the, my therapist colleagues have a lot of, <laughs> a lot of concerns about Clubhouse because you have just regular people without any kind of training or healing experience, um, using their own personal stories to help people get through things. And that can be really wounding. Um, that can be very dangerous, right? If you are getting advice for someone who is projecting their own stuff onto you, even though they're trying to help you. Right. So it's a lot of things. And so I'm trying to figure out how I can do this for Black Girls Heal because I know that there are people who are like, ooh, I want more topics. And I don't know. So if you have a suggestion about that, I just wanted to share that. Feel free to DM me. If there's been a way that you've seen other people be able to do that. I just noticed like even when I did my clubhouse rooms before, women who came to ask questions who I know for sure are like, super dedicated to the audience. They might even introduce themselves and say, you know, I've been following you for a while. They were so restricted in their questions because of probably the exact things that I just shared yesterday. Like I was restricted in my question because I was like, I don't know who's listening to this. And actually I know a couple of people who are, and I don't want to share exactly what's happening. So there's that. And then plus that's an encouragement that if you are someone who's been trying to get support in some of these places, whether or not it is clubhouse or a live or a Facebook room. And you're like, I have this question and I'm afraid to be too transparent because it's out there. I would suggest that you look at options to work with the people privately that you really um, admire. Um, the person who um, was heading the room, she actually DM'd me afterwards. And I'm like, yeah, I just need to get this professional consultation and not not be in these clubhouse rooms <laughs> trying to, <laughs> to learn stuff and just invest in some private time because I need the freedom and the ability to go deeper. And so in case that was helpful for anyone, I wanted to share that with you as well. Um, if you've also had any of those concerns and also, like I said, just in an invitation to, if you have a suggestion or if you're like, girl, just do the rooms and whoever wants to share will share. That's hard for me because I want to ask people questions, um, to actually support them and just giving people general answers stresses me out, but it is what it is. But I know what I'm going to do is I have a episode for how to get through love addiction and 12 step meetings. And I want to talk about my experience in sex and love addicts anonymous or love addicts anonymous, um, which is the program that I used when I was first starting my healing journey and some things for y'all to keep in mind, consider how it works and all that. This is where I was fo first exposed to getting better in a group format um, versus like group therapy that's like private and in a small room. Um, 12 step meetings are a sacred ground, but still pretty exposing because of who's in the room. So just my experience with Clubhouse made me think, okay, I need to get this podcast episode sooner rather than later. I just have, y'all, I have a list of so many topics that I want to share that, and it's continuing to grow every time I talk to a student or someone else. And I'm like, oh, that needs to be a podcast episode. So it's just 
getting everything out, but that will be coming, um, hopefully this spring. So that women who are curious about that, or maybe want to start, but are hesitant to start or have started and face some of the blocks that I felt, um, just to kind of give words to that, to help you know what to do with that going forward. So that that's that. This is a great segue and it's actually related to our topic for today or the model component today, which is going from love avoidant to love available. Because those of us who are avoidant, we struggle with sharing who we are and being transparent just in general. And so we're going to get into it today. So as a small recap, the Healed and Loved Woman framework is a three component framework that looks at helping women go from love addicted to love balanced, love avoidant to love available, and love deprived to love worthy. Last week's episode, we did from love addicted to love balanced, so you can go ahead and check that out. Today, we are going into love love avoidant to love available. This model is created by me, by Black Girls Heal, so as always, make sure that if you do talk about it, um, share what you're learning that you credit Black Girls Heal, you credit me, tag me in anything if it is on social media. And yes, to those of you who are like, I don't really need this in my personal life, but I would love to share this more in how I approach things with my clients or your own coaching students, or if you're a healer, like a yoga teacher, Reiki teacher, anything else, there will be a training for professionals that come out comes out later. Not now, later, because we're, we're getting everybody set up um, personally. He wants to work on this. But yes, there will be more training for y'all. Um, so you can message me if you want more information about that, because there's a wait list already for women who reached out to me about that. So I got you covered, all of my fellow healers. Let's jump into the three components. So just like last week's episode, I'm going to talk about three things that are true for you whenever you are in your love avoidance, and then three things that are true for you when you are in love availability. All right. So first love avoidance for those of us who are in our love avoidance. One thing that is true for us is that we will feel suffocated and trapped by connection to be in contact with someone feels overwhelming. Um, it feels limiting. Um, one of the things that I know that I, <laughs> told um, previous partners is I am going to be free. I am going to do what I want to do. And if you have a problem with that, you need to move around now, right? Like we are very clear that you will not control us and you will not harm us and you will not um, try to take away our identity. This is typically because of things that we've gone through in the past where to be connected to someone did mean that we were overwhelmed and we lost control and we lost who we are either because they took that from us or in attempts to be close, we had to give that up and we don't want to do that anymore. Um, and so that is what it is to be in love avoidance. When you are in love availability though, this is where you're actively moving towards other people for connection. You want to be connected to them. And this is, this is regardless of whether or not you um, classify yourself as an introvert or extrovert. This is also regardless of whether or not you're someone who wants to have lots of friends or someone who just needs your trusted few or trusted one or two. You see connection as a benefit. You see connection as a blessing. 
you see vulnerability and trans transparency and the ability to let other people see you as as a glorious gift right and but when you're in love avoidance even if you're trying to tell yourself in your mind i i love being a good friend and i want to be vulnerable and i want to be connected the words that come out are just what i said i want to whether or not you're actively doing that is difficult for you whether or not you have the right people around you to do that is can be questionable and whether or not you have the right people around you but you actually know what to do with people once you have them is a big skill gap area right so this is why we have to do our healing work in the middle to get there one of the tools that i'm going to be talking about um, more in 2021 is the healing circles so um, episode 55 i talk about healing circles which are basically small group accountability groups for women who want to build connections with other women build friendship and talk openly about the things that you're working on and about the topics that I teach here on the podcast. So I give all the instructions in episode 55. There's a free download for you. I also created a directory um, for women who want to find each other. I know that um, women have joined the directory and because they struggle with being open and vulnerable and intimate, they still haven't really connected with um, other women. Some women have, some women haven't. So in um, April, I'm actually going to have a little matchmaking event for women who want to connect with others and don't really know how to get that started. And we're going to have live healing circle groups with me leading them and teaching y'all. So it's going to be great. But um, going back to what... It Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Looks like to be love love available versus love avoidant. It looks like actively moving towards people with joy versus trepidation. Ladies, I am so excited to share that for this podcast episode, I've partnered with eHarmony, the dating app that helps people find real genuine connection. And for me, this app has absolutely held true to their promise, connecting me to a truly incredible relationship and partnership with someone who truly gets me. Dating apps can be so hard when it comes to filtering through persons who you may not have anything in common with or who may not be super serious about the process and committed. With eHarmony's one-of-a-kind compatibility quiz, you get a baseline standard in every match of your compatibility around values, communication styles, likes and dislikes, energy levels, and so much more. My experience with eHarmony has always been superb with not only the quality of men I was matched with, but also with our compatibility when dating, eliminating the stress of feeling as if I was wasting my time. So join the dating app that helps users find their most authentic relationships. eHarmony, get who gets you and start free today. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. The second component of love avoidance is this is where you desire connection, but from afar. So people who are love avoidant, I think one of the biggest misconceptions um, for other people and even for ourselves, some of the things that we tell ourselves is that love avoidance don't want people and don't need people. A love avoidant 
wants to be connected to other people, but they don't want the, the consequences that come with it. Right. That's why many of us who are love avoidant, we will continue to try over and over again in our romantic partnerships. We'll go a period of time and say, all right, I'm not, I'm not doing friendships anymore, but then maybe we'll try again and try to trust somebody and put out an olive branch and it may not work out the way that we want it to. We might try to bridge that gap that's with um, a broken relationship with a family member, we will try, right? We, we don't go our whole lives living in isolation, living in a cage, in a cave. Um, but like I said before, it, we don't know how to do it fully and completely. We want to be connected, but we want you to be far away because we don't know how to do both. We don't know how to be fully ourselves and not get set up for heartbreak, not get set up to be used not get set up to be rejected, not get set up for you fill in the blank for what it is for you. So just to be clear, the component for love avoidance is that you desire to be connected, but far away. Like I want to see you. I want to be able to like know that you're there, but not too close versus when you're in your love availability, that looks like desiring to be seen and known. Right. So you desire that your connections actually get you, that they see you and that you are able to get and see them as well. It is a truly mutual relationship. Um, it is that you feel more content and at peace. The more that, you know, someone is able to, to understand and accept you for exactly who you are. So last week I was talking about when I, you know, right before I talked about how my goal this year is to get more mommy friends, women who have children who are around the age of my children and that I can, uh, my child and that I can talk with about. I talked about how I have true sisterhood French friendships. I've already been blessed to have friendships with women who um, know all my stuff and I know their stuff, that they do not judge me. And the fact that I can go to them and be fully just laid out there, just flaws and all, and they are able to motivate me forward and also not try to pressure me to be something I'm not and still believe in me and not judge me. And I can do the same for them. That is a gift. Um, that is something I would not trade for the world. And I'm looking for that same type of relationship in my future mommy friendships as well, right? I do not want friendships where they only know a piece of me or a part of me. I don't want any friendships where I have fear of sharing who I am. I want friendships with people who I know I can trust with everything because I'm not, I'm not hiding me. I'm not hiding what I need. I'm not hiding my feelings and I need women who are able to do the same. So when you're love available, you're available to be seen, known, and loved by others and you crave it, you want it. And you actually allow it to happen. That's, that's the big point. And the healing that needs to happen between that is all the thoughts that may have gone through someone who's still struggling with their love avoidance head when they heard me say that. When they were like, yeah, I want that butt. And the next thought is the thing that needs to be healed. Or, whoa, when I hear you say that, I feel heavy in my stomach. Or my throat shuts up. Or I want to turn away and take these headphones out my ear, right? All of that cringing and discomfort that you're feeling means that there's something that's underneath that because humans were meant to be in a relationship. We are meant to be connected to people. We are meant to be loved and nurtured and give love and nurturance to other others, right? That's just part of our makeup. 
And if there's something in you that is resistant to that, that means that something happened that broke that connection, that broke that, um, the ability to be open to that. And so that's what we got to heal. That's what we got to work on. And you're able to receive from other people as well. Remember that that's a, that as it's love avoidance to be connected to someone means that we are overwhelmed by their issues, by their emotions, by feeling like they need so much from us. And when you're love, ava love available, you do not have that overwhelm. It is not a burden. It is not um, something that makes you uncomfortable. And the magic sauce of that is making sure that you have people around who are healthy to do that with. Don't be going off after this episode and saying, Sheena said that I need to put myself out there and be open to receive and think, care more about what their feelings are and all that stuff. And you are just offering yourself open to someone who you know is not available for you and you know is toxic. I ain't say that. It needs to be people who are healthy and available. And if you don't know how to do that, that's why it's time to get your healing, to work together, to find someone to help you. That's your next step. And the last component I'm going to share for love avoidance is those of us who are love avoidance, we are attracted to those people who will hold the emotional energy for both of us. So we ain't got to do it. So what does that look like? I'll start with romantic partnerships. In a romantic partnership, what happens with someone who's love avoidant, what you get into a relationship and it is fireworks, it's intense, it is amazing and you love it, right? It feels like you are actually being love available and, and open because of how much you're like giving and sharing and all that stuff. But the reason why there's that much energy is because one, as love avoidant, you are so adept and adapted. <laughs> I forget, the, I don't know what the right word is, but adept, adapted, pick one. Um, you're so adept to connecting with somebody instantly, but you don't know how to sustain it. So the person that sustains it is usually the other person in the relationship. So you kind of get your hit, you got the honeymoon. And then after a while, that's when you start to get irritated by them. That's when you start to kind of say, okay, this relationship is settled. Now I need to go and focus on other things, right? I need to focus on career. I need to focus on my hobbies or I need to focus on my church ministry or I need to focus on my kids. And the way you rationalize it in your head is like, well, we're good. My relationship is good. So me turning to focus on these other things is fine and is healthy. But really what it is, is this is a distraction because if you were to continue with the same intensity, intensity in the relationship, more of you would be seen more of you would this person would have access to you would have to get past all the superficial things like the sex the 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 things you have in common to actually be seen and known and share who you are and remember you don't like that that's too much that's overwhelming that's suffocating you know they start asking you questions sometimes you don't want to talk sometimes you don't want to go there like why can't why is it got to be all that and so it's just from being, I'm just diverting myself to this because it feels like it's a healthy thing to do to now I'm shifting my attention to these other things because being with you, I just need a break sometimes, right? Our, our narrative and the words that we have in our head about the relationship and how we feel about the relationship starts to change. We as love avoidance in a room of a hundred people, we're going to pick the person who has the energy to, to keep the relationship going. 
So they're the ones who will be the ones who don't really at first have a problem with initiating questions about how your day is going or um, suggesting things to work on the relationship and keep, keep it spicy or um, acquiescing to your request for more space and moving back, even though the space that you actually want is for it to be completely back and get off of you. <laughs> um, but if they actually do that, then you find yourself wanting to come back, come back to them, right? It's like, well, I wanted you far back, but not that far back. Or sometimes you'll come back to them out of guilt because you feel bad that you broke their heart or um, you made them question their worth. And now you're coming back kind of out of the sense of duty and obligation. So that's romantic partnerships. There's a lot of different scenarios in one. So hopefully one of those different points of that connects. For friendships, this can also look like you are friends with people who are the ones who are constantly the ones who are planning the events, um, trying to get everybody together. She's the one who's asking you about how your day is going, but you don't really offer it yourself. She's the one who's constantly trying to give you advice and kind of mothering you in a way and you just kind of receive it, but you don't do the heavy lifting or you're the mom of the group. So just because you're the caretaker and just because you have a lot of people that you're loving on does not mean that you are not love avoidant. That is one of the sneaky ways that I talk about often that we can hide and mask our intimacy disorders. The reason why that is an example of being love avoidant, even though you're taking care of everybody and checking in on them and all that stuff is because no one has time to get to know you or the space to get to know you because all the focus is on them, right? So all of my ladies who are the moms of the group, I want you to kind of look and see, okay, who actually knows me and do I want them to know me? How much do I actually get to share? How much do I want to share with them on top of that? Do I trust them with this information? If they're trustworthy, would I still trust them with this information, right? There, there's the, the openness to do so is what you need to look at. And the other side, for those of us who are love available, instead of us wanting to be with people who either are not going to ask of us and require that much of us, or we are the ones who are kind of holding space and kind of being the caretaker for them, either emotionally or physically or financially, you know, I, I can't tell y'all before I get to that component, I apologize. Um, I cannot tell you how many women who struggle with love avoidance tell me that the role that they serve in their friendships is a financial component. So people talk so much about, you know, romantic relationships and the exchange of money and, you know, being codependent and paying for people, paying for partners, buying cars, buying clothes, all that stuff. But this happens so much and so often in friendships and it causes so much resentment. So being the one who always pays for your girlfriend's brunch and they never pay for you, being the one who is bailing them out of things, being the one who is paying for thousand um, dollar bachelorette parties, being the one who is putting on baby showers and not getting support with it. You know, that kind of stuff. It, the codependence can look in so many different ways. So just take what I need, take what I'm saying, and apply it to where it might seem familiar for you. Um, if you need more support with this, this is why we're doing our retreat and conference because I'm going, we are going to go into each of these components for each of our relationships in depth and talk about getting out of it and moving to the healthy side. But going back to the healthy 
version um, for those of us who are love available, instead of us being attracted to people who will hold the energy or that we have to hold the energy for them, we only want relationships where it is mutual. We only want relationships where the giving and the receiving and the energy and the joy and the happiness and the attraction is on both sides, right? So an example I can share is that's different than the ones I've shared already is something that I used to do in my codependence with friendships is I would meet someone and the energy wouldn't necessarily be magical. So I might have been really excited to become their friend because I really admire them and I think that they are really cool people and I just wanted to be around them. But I kind of got the energy from them that they were fine with us just being associates. Now the old me would see that and still keep trying, still keep trying to, to make it work, to hang out, to force conversation. And that was me being in the, the, the low self-worth stance of love avoidance. So those of us who are love avoidant, we can seek relationships with people who will never show up for us in the ways that we want them to, right? Um, so relationships are flawed from the start and it's a subconscious way of knowing that we will never be asked to show up fully as ourselves because they're not really interested in that. So my older or my, um, my unhealed version of myself would try to build these connections with people who weren't really that interested in being my friend, or I would see it as Okay, not that they necessarily don't like me, but they can like me, but I just got to win them over. Like I can see that she has walls up. I can she I can see she's really introvert. So I'm going to make her make her be more open. And I'm going to keep inviting her out and kind of seeing it as a challenge and kind of quote unquote winning a friendship that way. And now y'all, I I ain't got time for that. Like I don't want to do that and there's no knock on the other person. But it's just, I only want relationships that are available from the start. So I want to be friends with someone who is just excited about being friends with me as well. I want to be friends with someone who is going to be just excited, as excited with initiating things, whether it's hangout times, whether or not it's conversations, whether or not is, you know, also gave this scenario last week, you know, because things do happen in friendships. So also initiating apologies and reconciliations and not you know, holding out to grudges. I only want relationships that are mutual and giving, right? That I can treat her out for dinner and she can treat me out and not feel like any sense of guilt or obligation or resentment, that, that kind of thing. So hopefully that makes sense, but that is what love availability would look like. I think across the board, when I talk about love availability, especially this part of it, relationships that are mutual, I... I can't think of one example with someone who was like, no, I don't want that. Or I'm scared of that. Like everyone wants to be loved. We all want to be healed and loved. Right. Um, it's the, how to get there, right. It's the, how to get there by how do I find people who are ready and open to this? Um, how do I find friendships with ladies who are just like me? Like everyone has trauma. And how do I know when, the trauma is a red flag or the trauma is just part of the human journey of, of healing, right? We're all working through something at some point in time. Also, like I said earlier in the episode, once I have these people, what do I do with them? 
How, how do I show up for my part in being mutual when I have someone who's really trying to get to know me and I don't know how, or I'm scared to do it, right? That's the work we do together. But this is your starting point. These three components of love avoidance versus love availability. And I'm going to go ahead and repeat them for you now. I'm going to say them all in the this versus this. And the first this is love avoidance versus love availability. So being feeling suffocated and trapped versus moving towards others for connection, desiring connection at a far distance versus desiring to be known and to know others. And lastly, being attracted to those who will hold the emotional energy for both of you versus being attracted to those who will give and receive mutually and equally. All right. So that is love avoided to love available. I hope that you found this episode helpful as well. The next one will be coming out in on Thursday and last plug for the conference y'all. If you're ready for action, join me there and register while there are still seats available. The link is blackgirlsheal.org slash conference. And I can't wait to see you there. I'm sending you all love this week. Make sure that you take care of yourselves. I will see you on Thursday. And for those of you who are listening to this someday in the future, I will see you in the next episode in about 30 seconds. (laughs) Talk to you later. Take care. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors.